the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Turn your small savings into impressive fortunes with Alpha Beta Report. Expertly guided by certified pros who've transformed modest sums into vast treasuries. Dive into investing, trading, and more. Visit alphabetareport.com and amplify your financial growth today. That's alphabetareport.com. And a big thank you to the Alpha Beta Report for their generous financial contributions to help make this happen. Uh, let's see. Up next, uh, I want to read this to you first because this is uh, this is pretty significant. Um, I'm proud to join Senator J.D. Vance in endorsing my friend Bernie Marino for U.S. Senate in Ohio. As a conservative, a political outsider, and a successful business leader, Bernie knows what it will take to disrupt the establishment in Washington, D.C. Bernie is a proven leader and is the Republican best equipped to take on Sherrod Brown. Joe Biden and the radical left in November. Stand with me in supporting America First champion Bernie Marino in Ohio. Uh, Bernie, welcome back to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this morning, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, tell our listeners who, who gave you that glowing review, or uh, endorsement rather, and what uh, what your reaction is to that. Yeah, that was a former uh, Speaker of the House, Nuke Gingrich. Obviously, uh, super proud, super honored to have his endorsement. As you know, Jack, the last time we passed a budget in Washington, D.C. was with Speaker Gingrich in 1990. Think about that for a second. That's the last time the United States government passed the budget and it was balanced. I remember Gingrich. And by the way, that's staggering to think about it. You know, if you and I can't balance our budget, um, we have consequences. Bankruptcy, right? Uh, The IRS can come after you and seize property if you owe them money. But if you're a government entity, you can just keep piling on debt and not have to worry about balancing it. But I remember back then they – they had what was called a contract with America. Do you think that's the type of thing that Republicans will need going into 2024? Do you think they need to get out in front again and say, hey, this is what we're going to do, and this is what will get done if you support us? Absolutely. We're doing it. If you look at uh, what President Trump has laid out for his second term, uh, there's videos with deep policies on a lot of different topics. Uh, we will get those things done, Jack. Uh, the reality is the days of politicians, career politicians uh, getting elected, saying they're going to do one thing and not doing it are over. We're going to go in there in January 2025. We're going to keep the House. We're going to get the Senate. We're going to get President Trump uh, reelected. And we're going to get the things done that we say uh, that we've been talking about. We're going to secure the border. We're going to get inflation under control. We're going to lower the scale of the federal government and massively shrink that send that back to the states. We're going to be an energy-dominant country. We're going to have trade deals that make sense. We're going to have peace, Jack, peace throughout the earth because we're going to be a strong country that uh, that uh, moves these conflicts uh, to a resolution. 
to a peaceful resolution. We're not going to let. Uh, we're not going to be fighting wars in every continent. Uh, we're not going to be funding countries that hate us. Uh, we're going to bring American manufacturing back. We're going to end the Department of Education's reign of terror on public schools. We're, those are the things that we will get done in President Trump's first term. I'm insanely confident that we're going to get that done. And that's what's going to bring this country back together because nothing brings Americans back together like success. And that's what we're going to do. So border inflation, trade deals, peace, uh, energy dominance, shrinking the federal government, eliminating the Department of Education. Uh, those are fantastic. I want to I want to go back to endorsements in just a minute. But I would uh, this this kind of this question, I think, goes to the heart of what you're talking about now. And I, I want to talk about what appears to be Biden playing both sides of the battle. You talked about peace and staying out of wars. Uh, We're giving money to Israel, but also money to the Palestinian Authority, whose leader previously downplayed the Holocaust, saying that only a few hundred thousand Jews were slaughtered. He also seemingly blamed the Holocaust on Jews, citing their lending practices. How do you reconcile this with who we are as Americans and in relation with Israel playing both sides? Well, it's it's grotesque because what Joe Biden is doing, as you know, he always puts America last. He wants to have another endless war. It's very, very bipartisan to do that in D.C. Endless wars and and endless spending is the most bipartisan thing that happens in Washington, D.C. He knows that the American people are done paying the salaries of government employees in Ukraine. They're done with paying uh, police, uh, police officers in Ukraine and not paying our police officers enough money. So they know that there is no more desire among Americans to borrow money from China and give it to Ukraine to have it be basically a money laundering operation for oligarchs. So Americans don't want it. But what he's doing is he's using the the worst tragedy since the Holocaust inflicted on the Jewish people. I'm sorry, the worst tragedy since the Holocaust inflicted on the Jewish people as an excuse to bundle a whole mm-hmm. lot of money that we don't have to give to these uh, to these nations. The reality is Israel has not asked formally for any money. Obviously, we need to have their back, We need, but we need to give them the space they need to deal with Hamas in whatever way they need to deal with Hamas. You know, the far-left extremists were calling for a ceasefire as Israelis were getting killed on October 7th. Yep. We need to give Israel the space. We shouldn't be telling them how to fight against uh, these terror groups. We need to expedite the weapons that they've already ordered. Uh, they've ordered and paid for weaponry. Let's get it through the system as quickly as possible. That's what's most important in Israel right now. This idea of billions of dollars is so that he can get more money for Ukraine. Let's have each of those items presented before the Congress individually so that voters know exactly where the elected leader stood. But as you know, the game of D.C. is they want to bundle all these things to mm-hmm. give themselves air cover. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think three weeks ago I said, look, here's what's going to happen. They're going to try to bundle funding, right? And, and they're going to try to tie Israel or, excuse me, Ukraine funding to something. I surmise that it would be, look, uh, Bill Clinton came out and said the border is a wreck. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is finally admitting that it's a train wreck. So we'll give you the border. We'll shore that up. We'll start building the wall, but we need Ukraine funding. They're using these types of things as bargaining chips. How do you disrupt that, Bernie? When you get to the Senate, what do you do? You just don't allow it. I mean, you've seen J.D. Vance already come out and say he's not going to allow the bundling to occur. Uh, these are three very different things. Ukraine has no end game. There's no definition of victory. With Israel, there's a very finite goal. There's a government that knows 
kind of process U.S. aid. Our aid is primarily munitions, and Ukraine is primarily funding of government salaries and God knows what else. Mm-hmm. And in our border, uh, we actually don't really need a lot more money, Jack. We need we need to change our asylum laws, and we need to fix the laws that are allowing this to happen. Our border patrol agents are saying that, uh, you know, this idea that all of a sudden we just throw money at a problem is a very Washington, D.C. approach to things. So these are three separate things. Let me just say something that's even worse about Biden. His money for the border, are you ready for this one, Jack? Yep. I think your listeners may crash as they listen to this in the car. His money for the border is to provide more money to process the migrants more quickly into our country, that's number one, and secondly, to reimburse these large sanctuary cities for the cost of housing these illegal migrants. So the $6,000 per month that's being paid per family to house these people in Manhattan and in Chicago is being paid for by, by these governments uh, in those cities and by proposing to reimburse them. That's his border security idea. Yeah, border security is let them in and let's pay for them, not stop the flow. It's crazy. Exactly right. Hey, exactly right. We've got about a minute, Bernie. Um, tell us who, in, in addition to the former speaker, who your key endorsers are, and then where our listeners can go to donate, volunteer, and learn more. So about a minute. Yeah, so go on the website, BernieMarino.com, M-O-R-E-N-O.com. Uh, we're the, of the three Senate candidates on the Republican side, Jack, we're the only ones with national endorsements. Uh, and the local level, we have over 400 local uh, uh, endorsements from every corner of the state. My opponents, uh, roughly what my opponents have combined. On the national level, Senator J.D. Vance, Senator Marco Rubio, Senator Norm Coleman, uh, candidate and former uh, candidate for governor, Carrie Lake, who's fantastic. We obviously talked about Newt Gingrich. Lee Zeldin, who's a great, great voice uh, uh, in the Republican Party. Ohio Valley voters, by the way, let me just point that out, too. Charlie Kirk, Turning Point USA, Cash Patel, Matt Whitaker, uh, Rick Grinnell, and 14 other of President Trump's ambassadors. So we are... Hey, Bernie, really we're out of time. We're out of time. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, coming to you live from Studio 4 in Columbus, filling in for Bruce Hooley. At 12.22, Mike Fry will be here, Galena City Council candidate. State Senator Andrew Brenner, 12.35, is going to talk to us about Department of Education and Workforce and the lawsuit against their establishment that uh, had a ruling on Friday that's important. 12.50. His first time, State Representative Brian Lorenz will be here to talk about Ohio House politics. Later in the week, Congressman Warren Davidson and Ohio Auditor Keith Faber. But right now, I want to welcome Chairman of the Ohio Republican Party, Alex Triantafilo. Chairman, how are you this morning? Jack, I'm doing well. Thanks for the chance to chat. Absolutely. Look, what caught my attention was your op-ed that was published by the Highland County Press on Issue 1. And uh, I want you to give us your thoughts on Issue 1, but I would be remiss uh, if if I didn't, if I can find the part now. <laughs> Here it is. Complete abortion ban, heartbeat bill, banned after the first trimester, banned when the baby can feel pain or is viable, uh, coming to a consensus on what degree of restriction there should be on abortion 
is the heart of the abortion debate. The way that you summarize that is brilliant. Um, what are your thoughts on one? Where do you see it going? And what devoters that are listening to the show right now need to understand that they might not? Well, thanks for the chance to do that. And I appreciate the compliment on the, uh, on the op-ed. Uh, I'll share it with my communications team, by the way. But um, listen, on issue one, it just goes entirely too far. I think, frankly, the governor has summarized it well in the TV ad that I hope most of your, your viewers are listening to. But here, here's what issue one will do if it becomes, uh, by the way, not just law, but a constitutional provision, which means it will be part. It is fundamental to the to the you know foundational document of this state as the First Amendment is in the federal constitution. It will be that enshrined. This will mean that you can have no limits on abortion, including a third trimester, no limits on and anything that burdens. The word burden is in the language that you're going to go vote on. Anything that burdens you know, this right to, to terminate a pregnancy uh, will be deemed unconstitutional, not just illegal, but unconstitutional. This is a provision uh, in the Constitution that just goes entirely too far. It's a far-left radical proposal that will go further than what we had under Roe v. Wade. Under Roe v. Wade, you know, states were allowed to limit and restrict trimester abortions, Jack. They were allowed, you know, to, to have parental consent laws. You know, here in Ohio, we had it so you couldn't have an abortion after 22 weeks, which, yep. you know, most Americans believe that when you get past about 22 weeks, it's, you know, that's not the right time anymore to terminate what is clearly a human life. So, you know, this 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 thing that they're trying to put in our Constitution, the far left special interest groups from places like California are swooping into Ohio, spending a lot of money on television, trying to convince you of something that's just not right. This goes way too far, and uh, it should be a no vote on issue one. One of the things that you hit right at the beginning is that it is a constitutional provision. This is one thing that I've argued about for months now. There's a difference between a piece of legislation that gets passed and put into the Ohio Revised Code and a constitutional provision. And wouldn't it make sense, two-part question, wouldn't it make sense that if we're going to do something, if we're going to tinker here, it should be with a piece of legislation, not a constitutional amendment, A. And then B, do you think there is any appetite, uh, if this thing were to fail, for, I don't know, say the heartbeat bill to include things like exceptions for rape and incest, or do those things already exist? Well, let me, let me take the second question first. I, yeah, I certainly think there, there would be some room for a, you know, for a conversation about that among our elected officials. I'm probably not the best guy to ask because I'm strongly pro-life. I think that uh, you know, a lot of Republicans are, and I'll let our legislature sort through that. But the answer is yes, there will be some, some space there to have a conversation about how we can best get back to a normal place that doesn't allow you know, the kind of draconian measures that this issue one would allow. Uh, the first part of your question already left my mind, Jack. I apologize. It was... Uh, oh, why, yeah, yeah. Why, why wouldn't... I mean, shouldn't we be talking about doing this in with, with a piece of legislation as opposed to enshrining it in stone in the Constitution? Yeah, that, well, that's, 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 that's right. And again, some, not enough people, frankly, in my mind, understand that difference between a constitutional provision and just a regular old law. Right. I mean, we in America, we've gone back and forth with laws throughout our history, whether it was, you know, something as draconian, awful as slavery. Right. We were able to outlaw it, et cetera. That took constitutional change. But anyway, other things that come and go, times change. When you put something in the foundational document of the state, much like the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, more importantly, uh, you know, all of these things are in our, our Constitution federally. When you put them in the state Constitution, it becomes a, a foundational part of the law. and You can't pass any law 
that is deemed in violation of the state's constitution. So, yeah, this should have been done if they wanted to try to do it and put it before the voters legislatively. Again, just make it a regular old, uh, you know, uh, a provision of the state law. Instead, you know, they've gone all in on putting it into the constitution, which, by the way, is one more reason. It just goes too far. It's just too extreme. Yep. It, uh, it just it, it attempts to enshrine something in the state's foundational document, which is not the way we should be governing, which is, by the way, one of the reasons we were a yes back in August on issue one, because yep. there's just no way to govern a state. But that's where we are. You know, a lot of people go, well, this is fear mongering. Michigan passed a similar amendment last year, and they are now in the process of deconstructing protections for unborn children in the womb and ripping away parents' rights. This is what is going to happen in Ohio. I am absolutely stunned, maybe I shouldn't be, by the lack of thorough reporting in the press. Have you encountered that? And and are you shocked by that, or is that just kind of business as usual in the world we live in today? No, no, I'm, I'm shocked. As a matter of fact, you know, I... I spent a lot of time on Twitter. As a matter of fact, I follow a lot of what you have to say as well, Jack. I, I'm routinely a person critical of the mainstream press. It's changed so much, even in the 20 years of activism that I've had you know, on behalf of the cause I care about. There ought to be a serious examination about what this is about. I was pleased to actually see the Toledo Blade come out with an op-ed that you know, said this was a radical overreach, right? Uh, so I was, I was pleased to see that. But yeah, the, the press has not adequately explained this to people. The press just simply has decided this is either your pro-choice or your pro-life. It's not that simple. You can be pro-choice, look at issue one, and say, this just goes too far. This isn't what I'm about, right? And that's kind of the message I think people need to understand. If there's going to be legislation on abortion, it ought to be legislation. It ought to not be enshrined in the Constitution again and so radically overreach. So, no, the press... Sadly, Jack, doesn't surprise me anymore what's happened to our press, or even over, more importantly over the last six or eight years. They've gotten this Trump derangement thing working, mm-hmm. and they just can't be objective about what's actually occurring. So, uh, you know, that's a real problem, and I hope people will seek out uh, different alternatives, different venues, much like this one and other ones, where they can get, you know, an alternative point of view. Amen. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to pitch the Ohio Press Network here because uh, we're going to be releasing a story in the days ahead that actually takes the Associated Press article. And there's a higher level of trust with the Associated Press than other outlets. Uh, but even the article they released uh, on the day that early voting started has, has seven or eight fallacies. It, and it's it's disgusting. And then their experts, so to speak, have contributed hundreds of times to Democrats and to the left. And it's really hard for Ohioans to get information, which is why it's important to have folks like you, uh, Chairman Alex Triantafilio of the Ohio Republican Party. Thanks for joining us this morning and weighing in and reminding us why it's so important to vote no on issue one. It's a high privilege, Jack. Thanks very much. Have a great day. Hey, thank you. And uh, thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor. A uh, big thank you again to Chairman Alex Triantafilu for weighing in on issue one. And it is November. It's November. No on one, no on two. And make sure that you're paying attention to who's running for mayor, city council, and certainly your school board. Uh, let's see. At 1222, Galena City Council candidate Mike Fry. Uh, But I'll be back to talk more on issue one with you on the other side of this break. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.